Greetings, human life forms. I'm the Meister, also known as Owen Reed, joined here with Thomas Bailey. Hello, everybody. For the total first time we're ever doing this, the first official podcast that we are doing here. Uh, this is the start of a new podcast. This is the off-season, folks. The off-season. Just ended on Sunday with the Chiefs taking down the 49ers. Gross. Gosh darn it. God dang it. Everything sucks now because the Chiefs won. But um, Looking for number three next year. Three in a row. Well, to- technically, they're looking for ring number five. They are looking for ring number five, but three in a row has never been done before. Is never. it not? That's very Never. Not even the Patriots dynasty could get three in a row as we look here to the future as – we came up with an idea here today to start this offseason off on the right foot. We're going to give each team their NFL team ratings based on a grading scale of A to F. And we're going to start in the AFC East. The Buffalo Bills are at the top of the division. Owen, what are your thoughts? All right. Thank you for taking over my show here, buddy. I'm uh, so sorry. <laughs> my grade for them from an A to an F uh, for the Buffalo Bills, I would have to give them a C plus because – we had a lot of it kind of expectation going into the year. The past surprise, it's not an A, knowing you. Hey, but. hey. <laughs> um, the past like couple years, it's kind of been Super Bowl or bust with this team. I think almost everyone else can agree on that. And uh, I think everyone knows starting out the season, we started the season six and six. And the only reason why this grade isn't worse is because of that six game winning streak that we had near the end of the season. Um, but then. You know, put the cherry on top, losing to Kansas City again in the playoffs, and this time at home, which kind of makes it even worse. The part that start the win streak to end the win streak as well. Yep, and it was at home too. So it was in Kansas City to start, at home to end it. Yep. So uh, it was a very unfortunate uh, loss there to end the season for the Bills. But, um, yeah, I will say this grade would have been a lot worse if we never got that win streak at the end and we kind of just stayed how we were. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, the win streak really helped the Bills rating there. C-plus is my rating here for the Bills. And what is your rating? I'd have to go with a C-plus as well. I mean, you really reiterated it just about as well as you can. I think that the Buffalo Bills had a really terrible start to the season by, I mean, our metrics, you know, what we think of the team and how we thought they were going to end up being. And not playing to their expectations was the real killer here. Ken Dorsey, that offense, wasn't really getting much points going. Um you had a couple chances against the Broncos that went through our fingers. I mean, the Chats lost in week one. A lot of really, really bad football played by the Buffalo Bills for the first 12, 13 weeks of the season. And then you, you kickstart that six-game win streak, and that's the only reason it's not like a D or an F rating for this Bills team. Josh Allen has to get some help this offseason, and we'll talk more about that later on in the future. But for at least right now, I think C-plus is the only really right answer. And I think that's even being generous here because a divisional round loss, I mean, it's it's a little weird for this team because it's Super Bowl or bust aspirations, like you said, for them to only get a C-plus rating and to only make the divisional round, it's a little weird. Yeah, it is, most certainly. Um, we're going to move on right into the next spot in the division in the AFC East, which is the number two spot in the division, the Miami Dolphins. What was your grade on that team this year? I'll give them I'll give them a C minus just because they really never beat anybody that was good. They only beat the Dallas Cowboys. That's the only team they beat with a winning record. And Dallas on the road was atrocious this year. So because the Dolphins were playing at home in that game, I mean, even that game could be 
considered a wash for their record. They really didn't beat anybody. And ever since the very first episode of this podcast, I was saying the Dolphins were frauds. And I remember them losing to the Titans and how sweet it felt to talk crap about the Dolphins because realistically, as as a Bills fan, you know, like we have to, you know, give them their props a little bit here. They had a good season. You know, they, they crumbled, lost to the Chiefs in the wild card, as did everybody else in this postseason. But they just – they never really got it together. Tua's not the guy, I don't think. I don't think Mike McDaniel's the problem. I think they got a really good coaching staff there in Miami. But they got to find a way to put this together. I'm going to give them a C-minus just because I feel like a D's a little harsh for a team that had a winning record and made the postseason. But I'll give them a C-minus here at the end. Yep, and uh, back to what you said earlier, uh, you mentioned – Back to the first podcast. This is going to be the first podcast, like on Spotify and stuff like that. Um, we did previous podcasts. We did it over on X on my X account, which is at Omeister. And then we also did it over on my YouTube channel, uh, The Omeister, which is kind of similar name to this podcast, which I don't know if we're going to call it The O Podcast. We can call it whatever you want, man. Your channel, your stuff. Yeah, we can, but might might be changed in the future. I don't know. We'll see. But my grade for the Dolphins is a D, which is a bit worse than what you had it. Uh, mainly because for the sole purpose that, like like how I mentioned earlier, the Bills were six and six. The Dolphins, I don't remember what their record was, but it was a lot. It was a lot better. And the fact that like they, they should finished have with an eleven and six record. They finished with the same, but we beat them both matchups, so we had yeah. And the the Dolphins had this division. The Dolphins had like a, what ninety nine percent chance or like ninety five percent. It was like a ninety three percent chance. Yeah, they had seven percent going into week fifty. Yeah, and then they just collapsed. They lost a couple games. Yeah, I don't know if I want to call it like a collapse because their schedule just got tough at the end. But that's still the, the fact you should have had the division. They couldn't beat good teams when it mattered. That's true. And then you even go into the Kansas City game, like in the playoffs, like this Dolphins team, like everyone was hyping up this offense as like this historic offense, which it was, especially just for Miami as a franchise. And then you go into Kansas City and can only manage to put up seven points. Well, I mean, that that weather was pretty terrible. I can't lie, but like it was. But for a team that's from Miami, how can you really adapt to a weather difference like that? Because you're going from like 70 degrees to negative 27 degrees. Like that's that's a big difference, but that's true. But it but still for an offense like that, it's it's it is uncharacteristic of them to only put up seven. Then again, the Chiefs defense was insane. Yeah, that that's true, but I again, I still feel like you got to put up more points than seven when you have a historic right, right, offense right. like Miami's. But uh, yeah, moving along here, moving down the division to the number three in the AFC East, the New York Jets. Now on my paper here, I do have an F uh, as my initial grade, but I feel like I got to give them an E um, because of the fact that just their whole plan that they had going into the season was just kind of just kind of got ruined in four snaps after yeah. Aaron Rodgers got injured. So I kind of got to give feel like I have to give him an E for kind of like excused almost <laughs> something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. But um yeah they had the aspirations of at least going to the playoffs. Like that was like bare on the floor. Like that's like the worst they could that's do was like just their make the floor, playoffs. Their ceiling was Super Bowl. Exactly. And the fact they didn't even make the playoffs and just all year they had a just a rough season in general. Like they stayed competitive in the first couple games. Like their defense was playing incredible, but then their defense kind of took a little bit of a step back. The offense really struggled, like for majority of the season there, and the offensive line even played worse than people thought it was going to. So now they have to question their offensive line integrity again. So it was just a whole rough season there for the Jets, and I'd love to hear what your grade is, Thomas, on the Jets season. It's going to be the exact same. I mean, realistically, you can't give them anything but an F if you're looking at their actual season or an E because. 
it's got to be exempt here. It's E for exempt because this team is just – they were the quarterback away. And we all knew that going into the offseason last season that they were a quarterback away. They needed a quarterback, and they went and they got their quarterback. The problem was is he got injured four snaps into the season. And when you have something like that happen, you can't realistically expect them to overcome that with a guy like Zach Wilson, a quarterback. <laughs> I mean, they bounced around from him to Trevor Simeon to um, – even Tim Boyle later in the season against the Dolphins in that Black Friday game. You got a lot of different things to think about with the, all of that. And when you look at that metric, it's just like you can't really judge them too much because their team overall was good. Their defense was, again, pretty good this year. It's just one thing that really concerns me about this Jets team is that's a, another year shaved off some of these guys. Like some of these offensive linemen are older. They're getting up there. Like that's another year off Sauce Gardner's rookie deal before you got to hand him a bag. Same thing goes for Garrett Wilson. You just got a lot of question marks for this Jets team. You hope they can bounce back next year. And it's like you can't give them anything but an exempt grade here because Rodgers went down so quickly. Yeah, and then moving on here to the next team, you got the New England Patriots, a team going into the season. A lot of people are wondering where they're going to be in the standings because in the beginning of the season it was kind of like at the top, like was it going to be Jets, Bills, Dolphins, and some people are even like throwing the Patriots. Like Most people had the Patriots at the fourth, but a couple people had the Patriots at third. But I'd love to hear your thoughts on the Patriots season. Ooh, I'm going to give it a D- minus or an F here. I think that this is about as bad as you can get for a football team, especially a head coach like Bill Belichick football team. And that, I mean, with all respect for – Patriots fans like, yes, you were so great for so long, but Bill Belichick just seems like he was only good because of Brady, and a lot of people are saying that now. I'm not going to say just that specifically, but I'm going to give him a D-. minus. I think F's reserved for one team and one team only. We'll get to them later, but <laughs> I think D- minus is realistically the highest I can go for the Patriots. There's no other answer. Um, Mac Jones, Bailey Zappi played terrible football. A lot of people were wondering if Mac Jones was going to regain his form from his rookie season where he looked phenomenal, looked like he was going to be the next Brady successor, and then he just kind of fell off. I mean, there's realistically not too many offensive weapons on that team. That offense really let them down a lot this season. I mean, like they, they gave up six points to the Chargers and lost. They gave up a couple, like, under 10 in a couple of games and lost those games. And it's honestly insane to think about. And that's before Herbert got injured when they gave the Chargers only six points. That's insanely impressive. But for them to realistically not be able to do anything with a defense of that caliber, with a head coach of that caliber, D minus. Yeah, you kind of pointed out like some of the main things there. I gave the Patriots an F. This is the first F officially I am giving out. There Ooh. will be others I will give out later. But my first F here will go to the Patriots uh, for, like, stuff you mentioned. Like, um, sure, Mac Jones, like, the season before in 2022, sure, he kind of had a down year compared to 2021. But, you know, like, he made a Pro Bowl in his rookie year, don't forget. So there was Only kind of – because Josh Allen opted out. <laughs> yeah, because he opted still, out. But still, he was a reserve. The Pro Bowl. But um... – <laughs> Lamar Huntley. Tyler Huntley. <laughs> Lamar Huntley. What? No, Lamar Hunt. That's the joke. Oh, it's a joke. You okay. probably don't know. I'm so sorry, folks. All right, but yeah, I gave the Patriots enough, like a Bill Belichick coach team, you know, and the Belichick tried building this team. Like, there's a lot of hype. Like, the defense still had a great season, but, you know, just the offense kind of collapsed this year. And obviously, the Mac Jones so thing. When you got Matt Patricia at offense. <laughs> yeah, <or> defensive <laughs> coordinator, wherever they Joe put Judge. him. Joe Judge. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, I think it's pretty clear now that Mac Jones is a bust. I think that is kind of safe to say at this point. And that's kind of why I have him as low as they did because it's kind of a failed rebuild because I think he would have if he would have went to the right team. It's just yeah, if he went I feel like team. that happens with everybody, am I right? Like yeah. any quarterback. Like you could have said like um maybe Mitch Trubisky would have succeeded more if he went to Kansas City type thing. A lot of people have those thoughts and stuff. So I mean it's realistic to say he could have fit in really anywhere. It's just New England never really built around him. They, yeah, they had a good running back, a good offensive line. They never gave him pass catchers. They gave him John o. Smith and um, Kendrick, Henry. Kendrick Bourne and called it a day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Traded for Devontae Parker. <laughs> a great move there. But, um Yeah, just very unfortunate for the Patriots. Um, so they're going to season. I think they'll be back, though. Yeah, they're yeah. – Rod Mayo there, my, former New England Patriot player. Might take a couple years for him, but, yeah, we'll see. Oh, yeah. Uh, moving on, we're going to move on to the AFC North. Obviously, the team that got first place in the North is the Baltimore Ravens. And this is going to be where I give out my first aid gray of the show. Uh, I have them as an A, uh, mainly because for this sole purpose, going into the season, I didn't see the Ravens having like an insane year that they did similar to their 2019 season. I didn't see Lamar winning MVP. I didn't see the offense having as much success or the defense having as much success as it did. I didn't see him winning the division. I didn't see him going to the AFC Championship game. And they proved me wrong in all of those categories. So for that, I feel like I have to give him an A just because for the fact that they proved me wrong that much. Uh, but, you know, I can't give him an A+. plus. I'm sure everyone knows who the A-plus team is. But uh, I have to give him an A. I feel like they had a great year, a lot better of a year than I thought they would have. Um, and, yeah, Ravens, they're a great football team, and they definitely proved me wrong this year. So what's your thoughts? I cannot give them an A. I have to give them an A minus. And I was really close between A minus and B plus here, believe it or not. And it's because the Ravens had everything go right for them this year. Joe Burrow goes down. They don't have a quarterback. I mean, the Browns don't have a quarterback. You know, Joe Flacco had to be the quarterback for them. You had all these other teams. You had the Chiefs playing like complete trash in the regular season. The Bills weren't playing up to expectations. Like everyone would think if the Chiefs didn't play up to expectations, who was going to win the AFC? Probably Bills or Bengals, one of those two at the top, and then Ravens maybe right then. Maybe the Dolphins you throw in there, I guess. But like no one played up to their expectations this year. This was the Ravens' year. This was the Ravens' year, and I literally can't stress that enough. The Ravens had their chance. So much so. They even got to the AFC Championship game. They were at home against Patrick Mahomes, who had never played a road playoff game until the divisional round against Buffalo. And they just completely crapped the bed. The defense played amazing, especially in the second half. They played amazing. Held Mahomes to zero points, which no team's ever done in the second half against Patrick Mahomes ever until that game. And for that to happen, for that to be a thing, and them still losing that game is insane to me. That was the best chance you're going to get in the Lamar Jackson era, at least in my opinion. Joe Burrow is going to be competitive in that division for the rest of his career as long as he's not injured again. And in my opinion, for them to mess that up that badly that they didn't win a Super Bowl or at least even make the Super Bowl in a year where they realistically couldn't have had anything go better for them, A- minus or B+. Plus. And I'm going to give them an A- minus because they did surpass my expectations, just like how you said – that's the only reason I'm leaning towards A minus there, but realistically, I can't give them anything better than that. All right. So, yeah, those are th our thoughts on the Ravens. And moving on here, we got the Cleveland Browns. Uh, it was an interesting season for the Browns. I feel like I personally have to give them a B plus here. 
Um, I feel it because there was a lot of questions like on Deshaun Watson and how well he was going to play with a full year under the system and everything and stuff like that. But of course he didn't play a full year because of all the injuries he suffered this season, but the Browns still did play pretty well with those backups in there, at least for a couple games, which uh, helped them get to the playoffs there. And that was kind of like, even if Deshaun Watson played a full year, that was pretty much kind of how you expected him, like how far you expect him to go, maybe get it to a wild card, something like that. But the defense did play outstanding. They played really well. But um, I feel like the biggest thing is like the B plus here. It kind of almost feels like a year that was like meant for Deshaun Watson to really see what, you know, he can do because they're paying him all this money, but he still can't get on the field because now this year he's suffering all the injuries. So I feel like it's almost like kind of like a year wasted because you wasted all this money for a guy to like sit like in the medical tent, you know, <laughs> and just sitting there like all, all season. So it's, a bit unfortunate, but, you know, the Browns still did make the playoffs and they still did play somewhat competitive in a playoff game. So I feel like I have to give them somewhat of a high grade and they did play pretty well in the regular season. So I feel like a B plus is a bit fitting, but I could see if you, like you, Thomas, you did go a bit lower on your grade. So I'd love to hear your grade on this one. I did actually go a little bit lower, not much, literally the next lowest B. I gave him a B and it's a solid rating. Yeah. For a solid team. I mean, of course, I don't, I think Deshaun Watson would have played as well as Joe Flacco. I'll, I'm going to admit that immediately here. But Joe Flacco came in and turned this team around midseason, and that's exactly the spark they needed to make their playoff spot to lose in the wild card to Houston, though. Sucks. Yeah, sure. But realistically, that's a lot farther than a lot of people thought they were going to get. And, and that includes myself. I didn't think they were going to do anything when they signed Joe Flacco. I just thought it was another signing. Swipe the notification off my phone like, oh, it's just practice squad, you know, nothing major. But – I mean, it turned into something pretty big for them, and that's impressive for them to win a game and a couple games with Dorian Thompson-Robinson, with P.J. Walker, and Joe Flacco under the helm to win those games with those kind of quarterbacks. It's impressive for Kevin Stefanski. There's a reason why he won the Coach of the Year Award on the honors night. Um, I think that they did a really good job this season, but I feel like they had to win a playoff game for me to give them a higher grade, and losing to Houston isn't the worst thing ever, but I think at the same time, I think – that a B is perfect for them. Yeah, um, moving on to almost like a kind of similar team here. The Pittsburgh Steelers here, uh, they, their offense, I will say right out of the game, they, the Steelers did struggle on offense. Like that was apparent throughout the season. The defense did play pretty well at times. Uh, the defense did play pretty well at times. You're giving me the craziest look right now. Oh, my God. I can't Yo, believe this. You gave him a B. I gave him a B minus. I oh, gave him I a didn't B see. Minus. Okay. I thought you gave him a B. I was like, you're giving him the same grade I gave the Browns, man. No, Dang. no, no, no. Uh, grade lower. I got a B minus. Only because the fact, like, you know, it was the to second make the playoffs, year. playoffs, yeah. Yeah, to make the playoffs and stuff. And a division as competitive as the AFC North was. But, you know, kind of the only reason why they made it is because the Bengals and all the injuries. But we'll get to them in a moment. Uh, but, yeah, they did play a bit better than I expected them to make, considering how mediocre they did play, and they still won those games. They still made the playoffs. But um, a big question here I have going into next season, like next season is make it or break it for Kenny Pickett because he kind of had a year that, honestly, I felt like should have been a bit better in the second year. But obviously he didn't. I have thought he was going to play really well after I heard that whole thing where he watched all of his interceptions back and stuff like that. Did you hear mm -hmm. about that? I didn't actually. Yeah. 
Yeah, he went back and watched every interception from his career for college and for his rookie season in the NFL. No. And he went back and made sure he knew every mistake he made, and then he just played garbage. <laughs> so I it's mean, like, it, it's like it's it's crazy. I I, I went to the uh, Pittsburgh game in the preseason when they played the Bills, and just watching him slice up our like his passes going per- nuts. His passes were he was perfect. going off against us. Yeah, in the preseason, like that, I, that's what happens though. It's preseason football. They're playing against our backup defense. It is, like, but you like, know, like you looked at him play, like his passes were picture perfect in the preseason. And it just make it perfect. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just didn't accumulate to the regular season there. So I got to be minus for the Steelers, but I'd love to hear your grade for the Steelers. I'm here. giving them a C, and that's being generous because I'm only giving them a C because they made the playoffs. And it's a lot like Miami, where they just kind of played really bad a lot of the season. Like, if you look at Miami, they played terrible against really good teams. Pittsburgh, in general, just played really bad against anybody. Like, they <laughs> lost to the Cardinals. Like, yeah, certain a couple teams did lose to the Cardinals this season. Right. But, like, you had Pittsburgh lose to them. You had Pittsburgh lose to Jake Browning when he first came in. You had a lot of weird games where they lost. And then you had those games where they won, and you're like, how did they win this game? But they lost that game. And it happened a lot this season for them. And so it's, like, very up and down. A lot like your shirt here, the Buffalo Sabres mm-hmm. and hockey, very inconsistent play. And when you see something like that happen, to make the playoffs is impressive. I'll give Mike Tomlin that. Another winning season under his belt, but a C, and that's being generous in my opinion. Yeah, one thing we forgot to mention, too, is once they put Mason Rudolph in, that offense started clicking. Like, it Well, was I mean, realistically, Mason Rudolph had a couple of good throws. And what I mean by that, it's not he had a great game. He had a couple of good throws because he threw a slant pass against the Bengals in that 34 to whatever win against the Bengals. And it, it was taken like it was taken like 75 yards for a touchdown. He had that in the week 18 game against Baltimore as well. He had a couple of really good passes and everyone's like, oh, he had the he had a lot more points than Kenny Pickett or Mitchell Trubisky did. But it was not because of him necessarily. It was because he was throwing a slant route perfectly. Congratulations, but like, <laughs> I, I'm not saying he didn't deserve the hype because he did a little bit, you know. Like he was okay, but like, I just, I just kind of had that feeling that he was never going to become too much of anything. Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, we're gonna move on to the next team here. Uh, only our eighth team that we're getting to now, the team that was worst technically in the AFC North, the Cincinnati Bengals who is a very similar situation to the Jets. I gave him an E because of the injuries and everything they had, but they did play pretty well. They were still competitive. Once Jake Browning got in there, they were competitive and they competed. But, you know, I'm still going to give him an E here because of the fact going into the season, oh, like the majority of the people were picking Cincinnati to go and win the Super Bowl this year, and they didn't even make the playoffs. So, which, again, is a similar situation to the Jets. So I'm giving them an E here. I feel like I could have given them an F here. I'm going to be honest because they still played competitive. They still, even without Joe Burrow, like they struggled with Joe Burrow earlier in the season, early in the season. He was also playing through a couple injuries at that time. He was too. Um, But yeah, even when they had Jake Browning, then they're still competitive, but, and it is a competitive division, but I mean, you can't even pass Pittsburgh in the standings. Like, well, it's kind of rough there. <laughs> if you think about it, it's, it's, in my opinion, I have to give them an E as well, just because not being able to have a lot of the potential that they had. Like, they had a lot of really good players go down with injuries at different times. Of course, Burrow went down at the end of the season there, too, so Browning had to step up and make plays. But the thing is, is they remained competitive. So, like, I kind of debated for a few minutes when 
I thought about this, whether or not I was going to give them an E or actually a normal letter grade, because realistically, they didn't play all that bad without Joe Burrow. Jake Browning came in and he beat the Jags. He went off in that game, one player of the game, all that crazy stuff. They had a couple of really good games, and then he had that Pittsburgh game where they just get completely dominated in the game, and they just, like, sucked. But the thing is here that really keeps it as an E is that Burrow struggled in the beginning of the season as well due to injury. If he didn't struggle at the beginning and the end of the season in injury, if it was just at the beginning or just at the end, I would have gave him a normal letter grade. But because of him struggling at the, both points in the season, I have to give him an E here just because, realistically, we didn't see the Bengals at their full potential. And when you don't see a team at their full potential, how can you realistically grade that team when they weren't playing how they could have? That's true. And uh, moving on to the team that was the easiest to grade in this whole thing, the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, they won the Super Bowl, so you can't, uh, you can't, you can't go – not say an A+. Plus. I don't know, Jim. You, 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 you can't not say A-plus here. And on top of the fact that going into the season, yes, I did predict the Chargers to win the division. Oh, yeah. That, that, that looks so great back then. Yeah. It back really when Brandon did. Staley wasn't in charge of the defense. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the Chiefs literally proved me wrong. I Going into the season, I was like, the Kansas City Chiefs cannot win the Super Bowl with the receivers that they had. Like, I said that flat out. I said that the year before, too, and they also won the Super Bowl the year before. So I'm kind of, like, double looking bad here, if that even makes sense. Uh, but, yeah, I got the Chiefs at an A+. Plus. I don't think you can go anything against that. Okay, so what I'm going to say here is that I really like that you said that they you didn't think that they were going to win the division, things like that. They, they were an underdog all season, including the playoff games. They were an underdog in every single playoff game, including the Super Bowl. All four playoff games they played, and they were an underdog. They were a three-point underdog against the Bills, two-point against the Dolphins, and, like, even seven points for a while going into the week against Baltimore. They were favored against Kansas City. They were favored against Kansas Or not Miami, like, sorry. <laughs> yeah, they were favored against Miami. But the thing is, is it's just really weird to think about that the Chiefs were not favored when they had Patrick Mahomes, And they were an underdog team. And, yeah, I get that. You know, they didn't have the greatest receiving core. Like, when you have Justin Watson and Marcus Valdez-Scantling as your two best guys, before Rasheed Rice broke out, of course, realistically, no one thought you were going anywhere. And that makes a lot of sense. But the thing is, is what Patrick Mahomes is proving is that he can be good with anybody at receiver. It's really Travis Kelsey that runs that offense. It always has been. Kind of like with the Falcons, where they had, like, Nicole Pruitt being the main target there. <laughs> and as stupid as that was – you know, for them, it's really smart for Kansas City because they have one of the best tight ends in NFL history, bar none. And so to get to my rating really fast here, it's an A-plus. Congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs on the Super Bowl win. They're second in the row. We'll see if they can make it three next year. But realistically, Patrick Mahomes is starting to make himself noticed amongst the league because this is some superstardom stuff to be able to win against – these high-level defenses, these high-level teams, without a superstar receiver. Yeah, that's true. And going on to the next team here, the Las Vegas Raiders. I got them at a lovely D+. Plus because I, even going into the season, I kind of felt like they were going to do better than what they did. Probably The Raiders probably finished how a lot of people thought they were going to. But, you they know, finished like, what, 8-9, and nine, right? Yeah, something like that. It was partly due because the big turnaround that the Raiders had at the end of the season with Antonio Pierce. Like, they got close to making the playoffs. Um, if they would have won that Week 18 game, they might have. 
Yeah, but I, I did go with a D-plus, though, because they went out, they got Jimmy Garoppolo, and then they obviously they had Devontae Adams, one of the best receivers in the league. They had Josh Jacobs, the reigning rushing champion from a year ago. So that offense felt like it had pieces to be successful. And with Jimmy Garoppolo, who they went out in the offseason to go get to be their starter, to be their guy for the season, he's even a captain on the team. Um, and that just it proved to not work out very quickly, even with the superstar players. They as had soon as offense. they signed him, I knew it wasn't going to work out. A lot of people felt that way. But, yeah, um, yeah, the Raiders, they just – with what they were going into with the season and they proved that it just didn't work out, which, yeah, it was pretty unfortunate. It's also unfortunate this is 30 minutes in. Like, I'm like the 10th team, but, you know, it's whatever. Uh, but, yeah, I got the Raiders at a D plus. Uh, I – Kind of, I had the plus in there because I feel like they showed a lot of promise with Antonio Pierce, and I felt like they can definitely build off of that going into the next season. So, look out for the Raiders next year. How about that? I think so as well, and I'm going to give him a C. And a lot of people are probably going to be like, "Who the hell is this guy giving him a C?" And I'm giving him a C because of the same reason I gave the Steelers a C. They were up and down for the majority of the season, just like Pittsburgh was. They finished with a very Similar record to Pittsburgh, a little bit worse. Didn't make the playoffs, but I'm giving them the C because realistically, this team should not have played as well as they did. Should not have. Shouldn't have played nearly as well as they did because they looked terrible on paper. You had Aiden like Aiden O'Connell at quarterback. You really couldn't do much about that. O'Connell stepped up. He played a great game. He had yeah, like you said, you had the playmakers on that offense, but you out on that offensive line, you have Colton Miller, and that's it. On that defensive line, Tyree Wilson did not prove to be the player everyone thought they were getting at seven in the draft last year. And then you have Max Crosby on that defense. And then who? Robert Spillane? Nate Hobbs? They ain't got nobody else on that defense. And that team still found a way to beat Kansas City, still found a way to finish eight and nine in the season, still found a way to get these tough, grinding out wins against teams, stay in games against teams that were very competitive all year, like the Colts and just barely fall off just short at the end of the game. And that's the problem, is they had everything they realistically could to be a good team, but they didn't end up doing what everyone thought they could, which was make the playoffs. That is very true. With that, I got to give them a C grade, and I'll flip it back to you for our 11th team, the Denver Broncos. Yes, me realizing how long this is going to take. The Denver Broncos. We got to speed it up a little bit. It's okay. We'll I got the Denver up. Broncos. At a... <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got the Broncos here at a D plus. That's going to be my rating for them. Or not D plus, D minus. I'm so sorry. Uh, but yeah, going into the season, you know, they played terrible in 2022. And... You know, a lot of people thought they were going to do a lot better than how poorly they played the season prior. But um, going into this season, people were very skeptical on the Broncos, on myself included. Uh, they got Sean Payton as a new head coach, and but they still had relatively the same team. So people were hoping to see that turnaround from the Broncos, and they kind of did. Like, for the first couple of games, they were still god-awful. And then they kind of got a turnaround going a little bit midway through the season. Beating the Bills is kind of what started it. And then – they kind of collapsed again, and then it was just kind of back and forth, wins, losses, wins, losses. But, yeah, I, I still got to go with the D plus Again, they still had all the talent in the world in that team. Even with a Hall of Fame coach and Sean Payton, they still struggled. So, it, And they even had a bench Russell Wilson due to money reasons. I mean, Russell Wilson was having a pretty decent year, I felt. 
And they're like, yeah. She had more touchdown touch- passes than bathrooms this year. So <laughs> what? You've never heard that? Touchdown passes than bathrooms? Yeah, he has eight bathrooms in his mansion. And oh. so he had less than eight <laughs> touchdown passes last year. All right. Yeah, that ma- okay, that makes more sense. But, but yeah. I mean, to get into my pick here, I think it's a D plus, and it's only because they beat the Chiefs and the Bills. Two of the best teams in football this year. They they beat two of the best teams and you got to give them a little bit of credit. They played a lot better than last year. Last year, if we did this grading thing, I would have given them an F. Like, straight up just an F because you traded for Russell Wilson. You're supposed to become a better football team when you make a move like that for a quarterback. And they they never really became anything. This year, they showed flashes. And I think next year could be the year they put it all together. That would be insane if they end up doing that unless they move on from Wilson in the offseason like many speculate. I have to give them a D-plus, though. They beat two of the best teams in football, being the Bills and the Chiefs. Other than that, decent season from Russell Wilson, decent season from Sean Payton in his first year as Denver's head coach. And I'll wrap it up like that, D-plus for the Broncos. All right, moving on to the next team here. I'm going to keep this short and sweet here with this team. Uh, the L.A. Chargers. Uh, yeah, I'm going to give them an F here. Uh, they made me look so unbelievably stupid uh, this year. And it was mainly um, – I'm gonna do. I'm gonna be that guy to point it at one specific person, Brandon Staley. You, th- this is another team that has so much potential to be so good, which is why I picked them to be as good as they had the past couple of years. But they play like crap the past couple of years, and with a quarterback like Justin Herbert, who is a pretty decent quarterback, and he did get banged up, and he still played pretty well. So I gotta give him an F here. They got rid of Brandon Staley. Hopefully, he was the issue. But, yeah, I'm going to give the Chargers my second F grade of these rankings. First of all, this is going to be my first F of the thing. And I know I said it's reserved for one team, but there's actually two teams now that I think about it. These guys and then one other team we'll get to later. The Chargers played terrible. And it's not an I think situation with Brandon Staley being the problem. It was an I know it was Brandon Staley problem. You have an amazing quarterback like Justin Herbert who's got a cannon for an arm right up there with Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes for arm strength. You have that elite accuracy, that throw-on-the-run ability. He reminds me a lot of Josh Allen. He really does. He's got that toughness. He can run. He's not as crazy in the run game as Josh Allen is, but I think that Justin Herbert is a very Josh Allen-esque player, and I think that a lot of people are seeing that now. And you look at Oregon specifically, they like that size of quarterbacks. Look look at Bo Nix. He's a lot like Justin Herbert was. But that's completely side note. If you look at this, though, Brandon Staley has that offensive prowess. He has an elite quarterback, one of the best in the entire game, in my opinion. I think he's better than Lamar Jackson. Mm. If he plays up to his expectations, Justin Herbert would be a better quarterback than Lamar Jackson. If he had a team that was competent, a coach that was competent enough to lead him, like I think Jim Harbaugh is, I think that he can become an MVP candidate just like that. You have an Austin Eckler. You have Keenan Allen, a Mike Williams. Yeah, he got injured this year. You drafted Quentin Johnson, a first-round receiver, last year in the draft. You had all the pieces right there in front of you, Brandon Staley, and you still found a way to screw it up. And you had an elite defense, too. You had J.C. Jackson, who you paid a lot of money. Really good player. Khalil Mack, he played a lot of money. An amazing player right up the street from us, UB. And then you got all these other things that factor in here. And it's like, how did this team not at least eclipse a 10-win season, a winning record even. And it all falls on the shoulders of Brandon Staley and that coaching staff because they played terrible. There's a reason why everybody in that building got fired and they hired literally every new position that you can think of. Assistant running back coach. Yep, we got a new one. They had an assistant whatever. They had a normal 
a new coach for every position. And there's a reason because this team is amazing on paper. This team's a very good team on paper. And I see why you picked them to win the division. But Brandon Staley was not the right guy, and I'm glad they got rid of him so early. I, I know I'm going on a huge rant here. I'm sorry, but this is an F grade, and it just sucks because Herbert's one of my favorite quarterbacks in the league. And for him to play this poorly is just – it's messed up because I know he has better potential than this, and he showed it so many times in his career already. Yes, that is true. And going on to the next team here, I'm going to be giving out another A here, Thomas. I'm giving – this one is going to the Houston Texans. No way. They really exceeded my expectations. Probably not as uh, – because there are a lot of people, like, people that, like, follow the draft and stuff a lot. Like, they'll see, like, a team like the Texans draft a like, player like C.J. Stroud and uh, Will Anderson and stuff and be like, it is instantly better. This team is going to be so much better, all this and that. And then kind of from my perspective, I'm kind of a person that's like, I'm going to wait and see because there's a lot of players that come out of the draft that you don't expect to be good, and then they are good, and there's players that you expect to be really good and then aren't really good. <coughs> Bryce Young. But Damn. Um, shade. Sorry. Uh, but, yeah, even that, I was kind of like, I want to wait and see how this team is going to be. So until then, I'm not going to go overly crazy on Houston. But then Houston goes out, wins their division, wins a playoff game, and there are even rumblings uh, at certain points of the season for C.J. Stroud to win MVP. There's certain Those arguments are popping up. And C.J. Stroud's only in his rookie season. Uh, so for me, the Texans played way, way better than I expected them to. And I think it's safe to say already, just after his rookie season, that C.J. Stroud is very well the future of Houston. And I couldn't be more excited for the Houston Texans. I think the best analogy that I could possibly give here is that the Houston Texans remind me of the Buffalo Bills. And why, you ask, do they remind me of the Buffalo Bills? It's because of the 2018 NFL draft. When the Buffalo Bills got the seventh overall pick from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and drafted a guy by the name of Josh freaking Allen. In that draft, the Buffalo Bills would also draft Tremaine Edmonds 16th overall. If you look at that team, they had – that connection. And in 2019, they went nuts. They made the playoffs, lost to Houston, ironically enough, in the wild card round. But you look at it now, Stroud and Will Anderson, they did the same thing Buffalo did. Drafted two players, the offensive manager and the defensive manager in the same draft. You got the king of the defense and the king of the offense in the same draft, and you got them back-to-back picks. And when you have those kind of players like that, I think Houston's got the potential to be very dangerous in the future. And the reason why I started with this is because I feel like a lot of people are going to hate me when I call this team mid. I think this team's good, will be good soon, but I don't think they're that great. I think the only reason they won the division is because the Colts didn't have Anthony Richardson. I think the only reason they won the division is because the Jacksonville Jaguars completely choked away the division. I think the only reason they won the division is because the Tennessee Titans sucked. The only reason they even made the playoffs is because their division was just terrible around them. They had unfortunate circumstances, a team collapsed, and then you got another team that's just in the middle of a rebuild. Houston's rebuild is fast-forwarded, yes. I think Stroud is going to be the future. I think Stroud's a very good good quarterback, elite quarterback in this league, and will be for some time. But I have to give him a B because realistically, yes, they. I, you know what, I'll give him a B plus because they made the divisional round. They won a playoff game. I'll give them a B plus. That's my final grade for the Houston Texans. Look out for them in the future. But at least this season, I'm not fully impressed. I'm in, I'm impressed with a few players like Stroud, with Anderson, even 
Ben Ryan's as the head coach, but realistically, the team as a as a whole still has a lot of work. I feel like you're throwing a lot of shade over there at Houston. There, I love I love the Texans. I love the Texans. Don't get me wrong. I loved them so much when they had Watson before Watson became a piece of garbage. But you know <laughs> what I'm saying. I think Stroud's one. Stroud was my top quarterback going into the draft last year. I know we really didn't know each other, but I had Stroud going first overall to the Carolina Panthers. I I got so much flack for it, and now I'm proven right. I've believed in Stroud since day one, just like I believed in Josh Allen from day one. And the thing is, is that's why I bring up that comparison because I think they're going to make some rumblings like the Bills can. I think they're going to be an elite team in the AFC like the Bills should be. And what I'm saying is, is right now to call them elite, to give them an A, to give them an A the same as the Ravens, actually higher because you give the Ravens an A minus, I believe. No, it's an a regular. Oh, oh regular. okay. You gave Ravens and Texans the same grade. The Ravens washed the Texans. Smoked them twice. Well, I'm I'm kind of looking at it more so like how I saw them going into the season. Yeah, that's what I'm but saying. Yeah. They they way surpassed my expectations, of course. But the thing is, is to call them elite is crazy because that team still has a lot of work. Yeah, their quarterbacks. Elite. Yeah, they got one good player on the defense. Yeah, they got a good coach. They got the building blocks like the Lions last year. You wouldn't have called the Lions an A last year, would you? Well, for their nine and eight season. Probably not. Yeah, no. And that's what I'm saying. I love the Texans, and I'm being generous giving them a B plus. I Yeah, they won a wild card game. It was against Joe Flacco. It's against a quarterback who's Super Bowl MVP. Yeah, yeah <laughs> in 2012, literally 13, like 11 years ago. Damn. But, like, don't get me wrong. I like the Texans a lot. And finish up this point, B plus for Houston. I think they'll be amazing in the future, but for Right now, they only have the building blocks. It's time to go build the building. All right. You got the bricks. Go lay it down. All right. Uh, moving on from A's to F's. I got another F to hand out here, and it's going to the lovely Jacksonville Jaguars, one of the three teams in the state of Florida. Uh, I am giving them an F for the simple reason of the monstrosity of a collapse that happened in the back half of the season. The Jaguars were 8-3 and three at one point and had the number one seed in the conference, and they completely choked it away out of a playoff spot. And the Jaguars, they have so, all this talent. They have Trevor Lawrence. They got Calvin Ridley. They got all these guys, Christian Kirk. They got Evan Ingram. The defense played pretty well the season prior, but it just all just kind of fell apart in the second half of the season, which is really unfortunate. And that even like leaves some people with a question Will Lawrence ever reach that peak of being like an elite quarterback in the league, or is he always just going to stay in the area of kind of like an average quarterback? Like he's just good enough to stay as our starting quarterback, you know, and like talks like that. So I got the Jaguars as an F here. I'll give him a C for the beginning of their season. I think that C is average, right? C is the one where you give right smack dab in the middle. And they are the definition of middle because – they played really great at the beginning, really bad at the end. They cancel out my book, give them a C. Because at the beginning, it's an A. At the end, it's an F. In the middle right there is C. And it just proves my point about the Texans even more because the Jags collapsed. They completely ruined themselves. All they had to do was win one game against Tennessee in Week 18, and they still couldn't do that. They couldn't manage to beat Will Levis and the godforsaken Titans. Like, they had Patrick Mahomes at quarterback or something. Will Levis torched their defense. They need a secondary. They don't have anybody in the second 
or that's worth a dang, in my opinion. Yeah, last year they played great. This year they did not, and they need to get a new cornerback room, and that's the reason why they got a seat. That's the reason why they missed the playoffs because this team has a lot of expectations, and I don't want to say Trevor Lawrence is not the guy because I think Trevor Lawrence is a good quarterback. I think he's a great quarterback. I don't think he's elite, but I don't think he's trash or even good. I think he's better than good. I think he's a great quarterback in this league. He's top 15, definitely, in my opinion. Maybe even top 10 for some people, but for me, I'd stick to top 15. But Trevor Lawrence can be an elite quarterback. You just got to give him a defense worth a crap because he's putting up 30 points and they're still losing. He's putting up 24-plus points and they're still losing football games. And when that happens, it's not on the quarterback. It's not on the offense. It's on that defense. And if they can fix it this offseason, maybe they'll make it to the playoffs next year, maybe dethrone Houston. We'll see how it goes, but the AFC South is starting to become a lot like the NFC East where they're just kind of like changing division winners every season. That's true. Tennessee, then Jacksonville, and then them. It's just like a choke job every year. Like the Titans choke, Jags win. Jags choke, Texans win. Texans choke? Well, no, like we don't know yet. But at least for now, it's a C grade for the Jacksonville Jaguars. They had a decent season, but that collapse really ruined their grade. Yeah, and we're going to move on yet again to our 15th team, the Indianapolis Colts. I got them at a solid B grade for this year. Sure, they didn't make the playoffs. Yes, I will shake your hand here. Uh, I They had a very solid year, I think, in my opinion. Like, in the very early beginning part of this season, which I feel like is so unfortunate, is the Colts were definitely hoping to get more of a look at Anthony Richardson than they did. They only got four games out of him. Only four games, and he's out for the season, which I feel like is very unfortunate for them. Realistically, but- they made the right move, though, because he could have made it back, but they chose to keep him on IR for the shoulder injury because they didn't want a, like, RG3 situation, per se. Yeah, and they and they were still playing well, even with Gardner Minshew, who was a Pro Bowl quarterback <laughs> uh, this past season. And I swear they, to God, that's like winning the MVP, the Nickelodeon thing. Oh, my God, the MVP. <laughs> uh, Mitchell Trubisky. But yeah, the, the Colts were a dropped pass away from potentially winning the division from Houston and having to play uh, the Cleveland Browns. It's starting the- to make sense now why I'm saying Houston <laughs> shouldn't get an A, <laughs> Owen. Hey, hey, they stopped that drop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the running back really made sure that he dropped CJ that CJ Stroud would have gone right down the field and scored. We all- it's like when you're playing football or something and you get completely torched. And somebody throws it, and it's right in that guy's hands, and you just go, ah, and he drops it. Oh, like our Madden game, really? <laughs> yeah, that's literally what it's like. It's just like, ah, and he just, like, you scream at him, and he drops the ball. That's literally what that was. But yeah, um, the Colts, I, I still feel like they played better than most people expected. People expected Houston to have a better year, and the Colts almost had a better year than Houston. So it was very tough between those two teams. But, yeah, I have to give the Colts a B here, especially for the fact that they only got four games out of Anthony Richardson. And I'm sure a lot of teams are – or the Colts were hoping for seeing a lot of more out of Richardson than they did. But only getting four games out of him is very unfortunate. But, yeah, they still had a pretty good season. So, yeah, I got to give them a B grade here. I'll give them a B too, and that's why I shook your hand is because I completely (laughs) agree here. I mean, yeah, you you would like to have a better look from Anthony Richardson, but – to Keep your season afloat with Gardner Minshew at quarterback. Yeah, no, he's not terrible. Don't get me wrong. I've always been a Gardner Minshew fan as well. I think that he's a pretty good quarterback at this league. And, I mean, look at what he did with Jacksonville in his rookie season when they were terrible. They they only took Lawrence because, realistically, you have to take a quarterback at number one if he's that good as Lawrence was. And I feel bad for Minshew because he kind of got screwed over by that. I mean, realistically, this was his chance. And he kind of showed a lot of flashes this year. I mean, I feel like that drop pass in the end – I wouldn't put that on the running back. 
as much. Yeah, it hit him in the hands, sure, but Minshew threw it way behind this guy. And you didn't see Minshew complaining or anything like that. It was like they weren't complaining about Minshew. They were complaining about this Jackson kid who drops the ball. Lamar Jackson. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but really, though, I think the Colts had a good season. I'll give them a B because realistically, no one saw them doing anything after Richardson went down. I feel like a lot of people are like, okay, maybe the Colts can make some noise here with Richardson. And oh, never mind. It's over. <laughs> but wait, there's more. They kept the season alive. They almost won the division. Alive. alive. <laughs> they kept this season alive, and realistically, they had a really good chance at the end. But one drop away from potentially winning the division, and it continues to prove my case that the Texans <laughs> should not get it. Man, you just got the giggles now, but I got to give out another F. I am whipping. No way you're giving the I Titans an F. I am whipping. The Dolphins and the Jags. Listen to me. Listen to what I'm going to tell you. All right, all right. We're 49 minutes in, so make this quick. <laughs> yeah, Thomas. Literally halfway through the conference. You're taking five minutes per team, Thomas. No, like, come I'm on. Not, man. All right, I got to give the Titans an F. And going into the season, they had Ryan Tannehill, obviously, at quarterback. They had Derrick Henry, one of the best running backs of all time. And you go into free agency. Of all time. Hold on. Of all time. Yes, Derrick Henry is one of the best running backs of all time. Uh, I will die on this hill. <laughs> we don't have the time to discuss this. One right of the all-time greats. And, Continue. And they even went into free agency to almost cement themselves as the favorite in this division by going out and getting DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, and they, Favorite in the division is a little bit of a stretch. That defense needs a lot of work. Well, it does. They had Kevin Byard, but they even got to a point in the season. They're they struggling so much offensively and defensively going into the season. And they struggled with Ryan Tannehill so much that they just had to switch him out for just some young guy just to see what he has, like Will Levis. And I almost feel like spending money on DeAndre Hopkins was just the biggest waste of money that this team has spent in quite a bit because they go and get Hopkins. Sounds getting Tannehill. <laughs> <laughs> And they go and get Hopkins for the sole purpose of winning football games, and they didn't do that. And Hopkins, honestly, wasn't even utilized that much, only like in a game or two this season. And they even they got to a point in the season where they just started trading away their good players like Kevin Byard because they knew that they were just going to build for the future at that point in the season. So that's what I'm saying, though, is how can yeah. you give them an F? Like me personally, I have them get I, – I give them like a D. A D or maybe even a D plus because the fact that they were in a rebuilding year in a year like this and they still found ways to win against the Dolphins. They were not even, rebuilding. They were not. If they were rebuilding, they would have gotten players. They would have gotten. No, they were rebuilding at the second half of the season. That's when they well, beat the yeah. Dolphins and the Jaguars. That's why I'm saying well, for a team that literally was committing to the rebuild at that point to still win two games against very high quality opponents. As much as I really hate on the Dolphins, they have a good roster. They have a good team. For them to keep Tyree Kill in check of all people. That's impressive. That's really impressive. And I don't see how you can give them an F because they realistically – F is like Panthers level. Panthers were no, terrible. No, no, Panthers, Panthers deserve a Z, bro, if you're giving the Jags an F. The Panthers got a the completely Titans different an F, level. I mean. the, the Panthers are on a di completely different level. But The Titans – yeah, Tannehill like, sucks. You know, he's played terrible. But they had their flashes this season, and a team that has flashes should never get an F because they're showing their promise. You gave you gave Houston an A because they're showing their flashes what they can become. What about Tennessee? We saw what Le Will Levis can become. We saw what he can do. He led him against a very 
an impressive comeback right there at the end against Miami. Against the tough defense in Miami. That's well, before Jalen Phillips goes down, things like that. The Dolphins are the team you always say are frauds, that they can't win these big games that they need to win. Yeah, but that's the thing, though, is against a team like Tennessee, everyone looks over that game. Like, I, how many people watched that Monday Night Football game? We, Titan, like, we, we did it at the Sabres game. Yeah, we were at a Sabres game. <laughs> we, we knew the Titans were going to lose. That's what we thought going in. We knew the Titans are going to lose. You it's also, just going to happen. You also said that week if there was any team to be upset that week, it would be Miami. Yeah, I did. I know <laughs> did. I did. But what I'm saying, though, is there's a reason why I gave them that. There's a reason why I said that Miami might get upset. It's because Tennessee's not as bad as people think. And you're giving well, them an also, F like it's also, it's also because that's Miami wasn't as good as we thought. Right, but look about a team like Jacksonville. Jacksonville was pretty good all season. Jacksonville was doing their thing all year until right there at the end. And I feel like just personally, D plus makes a lot of sense. It's not a good grade, but I'm advocating for them a little bit because, yeah, they did get a couple of decent wins at the end. They had their flashes from Will Levis. He had four touchdowns in his, in his NFL freaking debut. Four they touchdowns, no picks, did. nothing like that. How can you give a guy like that an F? Will I, Levis is proving that he's the quarterback of the future. And. We're he's saying Stroud is Seth is the quarterback of the future. Is that what you're saying that he is the future? You said I that think already? that Will Levis can be the future of this team if they build no, the team right. Be, okay, all right. Uh, but I think we gotta agree to disagree here because we're spending way too much time. <laughs> we're an hour in, and we're just getting now to the NFC teams. We have to speed it up. We're gonna do like I'll, I'll monitor it. Twenty seconds each person. Go. <laughs> okay, Dallas Cowboys. I got a C plus. They had a great regular season. Amazing regular season. But you gotta win a playoff game. This team needs to win a playoff game if I'm gonna give them any sort of a grade higher than a C. With this team, they gotta play better in the playoffs if they want to grade any better than that. I cannot agree with you more on that one. At least we agree on something here. But <laughs> I mean, man, the Cowboys, I think I'll give them a C plus just because, yeah, they had a really good season. It's very impressive to win as many games as they did at home. Deron Bland. Very impressive season. All those pick sixes, things like that. A lot of people are considering him for DPOY for whatever reason. But, you know, it's impressive. Good season for Dallas. But you got to beat Green Bay. And they they didn't. So, yeah. Yeah, there's C plus. the grid there. I'm moving on. The Philadelphia Eagles handing out another F. They're, getting, they're taking that F. Uh, it is – they played an amazing first half of the season, including with the refs helping them out to that first half of the season. But the collapse, again, this is a worst, bias kicking in. It was, it was almost <laughs> the worst collapse in the Jacksonville Jaguars here, which is what the Eagles faced here. Horse collar. Oh, yeah, horse collar. <laughs> but, yeah, they collapsed with a great football team, one of the best rosters, if not the best-built roster in the league. And they just completely choked their season away. They had everything for them. And they just choked it all away. Yes, I'm, I know I spent more than 20 seconds there. I'm kidding with you. Talking about their choke job. <laughs> hey, yo. Yeah, we're going to move on and be here to your thoughts. I'm going to give them a C for the same reason I gave the Jags a C. They collapsed at the end but had a very good start. Actually, I'll give them a C plus. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm giving them a C. But realistically, the Tennessee Titans shouldn't be an F. But, you know, I'm just fucking. Um, the Eagles here, you get – you got the Eagles, a C. I'm giving them a C for the simple fact that the team collapsed at the end. They need a new secondary. They need to figure it out. I think Nick Sirianni can still be the guy. I don't think it's all on him. I think it's on a couple other factors, but a C is the highest I can realistically go for Philly. All right, moving on, the Washington Commanders. Still weird that Dallas won the division. Yes, yeah, I mean, I paid <laughs> them to win the division, so I'm glad they did. did but, you really? uh, I did. It's a good uh, call. I got 
Washington Commanders here at a D plus. For me, they had an average bad season. They have bad seasons like ever since I started watching football back in 2019. <laughs> They've never had a good year. Even Dwayne they, Haskins, rest in peace. Yes, rest in peace. Even in the COVID year when they actually won their division, but the entire um seven and nine record. Yes, yeah, seven and nine record. Like Dak Prescott Achilles folded in half. They folded his ankle more than you can fold a piece of paper. <laughs> oh my God. But yeah, they had an average bad season. But I gave them the plus here because they do have a really good I think they have a bright future here. <laughs> Um, I don't know if Sam Howell's the guy, but stop showing me the clock. But um, I think they do have a bright future, especially with the coaching staff that they're building over there. I do think they got a bright future over there. So give me a deep plus there for the Washington Commanders. You said there a lot, but, you know, um, there. right there. Uh, anyway, I think that this team can be really good. I think that they can – they realistically got to rebuild a lot this offseason. They have to have a quarterback. I think a quarterback's like the main thing for the offseason. That and the offensive line are the two biggest things for the commanders, in my opinion. But we'll get to that another day for at least right now. I'm going to give them a D. You know, as you said, an average bad season. I'm going to give average out to about a D for terrible teams. Normally an average is a C, but I'm giving them a D because they were a worse team. It's just an average bad season for a team that realistically didn't have that great of expectations coming in. So just give them a D there. Nice, solid grade. All right, moving on to the next team. We got the New Jersey Giants. And, yes, I'm going to do it. I'm going to give them another F. Oh, my god! Because they, so Fs. they had expectations, and they blew them. Like, what the F? What, you're actually setting a 20-second <laughs> timer. You're really doing this to I'm me. kidding. I'm kidding. Okay. Just keep going. But yeah, they played they played pretty gosh darn bad, and they were a team that a lot of people thought were going to at least make the playoffs. Especially with the coaching staff they had, they proved to be a really good coaching staff. But after this season, do they have a good coaching staff? Is Brian Dable a good head coach? Like that's that's a big difference that one year could make there. And there's even questions. And if is Daniel Jones was he worth the money? There's still that question going on. He's only being paid forty million dollars, which isn't top tier oh, quarterback. Only. Money. Yes, that only is crazy. I know, but for a quarterback, you know. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I'm insane. But still, is Daniel Jones the guy in New Jersey? So I guess you'll, <laughs> I guess you'll find out. But yeah, what's uh, your grade here? I'm gonna give him a D, just the same as Washington. Actually, I realistically could give him a D plus. I'm gonna give him a D plus. Actually, now I just talked myself into giving him a D plus, and here's why: that late stretch at the end of the season where they actually had some decent play, where they actually played pretty well. I think that shows that they got good coaching. And realistically, you got to think here: Daniel Jones getting injured. You really could give him an exempt. I think it was too late in the season to give him an exempt personally, but I'm gonna give him a D plus. They played pretty well all season. I shouldn't say all season. Later in the season. And because of that, I'm going to give them a little bit higher than the commanders who realistically were just bad. I think that they had to do a little bit more. Yes, Tommy DeVito. <laughs> yeah, moving on. Tommy Bailey. <laughs> Tommy Bailey, okay. That's my last name. Moving on to the next team, the Detroit Lions. Uh, yes, I am giving them an A. They had a phenomenal season. What are you? What are you trying to tell me? I agree with that. Oh, yes. Of course. You should agree with it. Of course you do. Why were you going to say that? The That's Lions crazy. had a great season. Yeah, they, they got the grade they deserved. I'm like, um, Dennis. Hey. Or Texas. Hey, 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 hey. Stop looking at my cheat sheet here. Hey, hey, hey. hey. Move it. What? I'm talking here. You keep <laughs> cutting me off. But yeah, the Lions, I got an A. Uh, I only had them maybe winning one playoff game. No, I don't think anybody saw them. 
making it to the NFC Championship game. And they were so close to even making the Super Bowl that se- this season. So I think an A grade is a great grade for them. They have a bright future there. They got a lot of young players over there. So I have an A grade. And why are you giving me this look, Sir Thomas? You said that you don't know anybody that put the Lions in the NFC Championship game. My NFC Championship game prediction was the Detroit Lions versus the freaking 49ers. Well, I'm talking about before the season started. True. Yes. <laughs> but what I'm saying is I'm going to give them an A as well, and it's actually going to be – I can't give them an A+. Plus. I'll give them an A. <laughs> I have to give them an A. That would be a little crazy to give them an A+. Plus, but I think that they had a really good team. If anything, I should give them an A- minus because of Dan Campbell you know, choking that game away in the NFC Championship game. They should have been in the Super Bowl. They weren't. Whatever. An A grade is nonetheless impressive for the Detroit Lions, who were just in the rebuilding phase two years ago. So realistically, a very fast rebuild for the Lions, jump-starting. Very happy for their fans. Hopefully they can continue this going into next season, and this was not their best chance because I feel like that's a lot like the Bills where we had that NFC AFC championship game, my bad, against Kansas City. That's the farthest we've been. So we'll see. But I think – the Lions with an A is perfect for them. Congratulations on a phenomenal season for Detroit. All right, and I'm sure you're already staring at my grade here. Yes, I did it. Uh, Thomas is currently leaving the room here, but I we got the Green Bay Packers next, and yes, I'm doing it. I am giving the Green Bay Packers, along with the Chiefs, an A-plus grade which you're looking at me in utter shock here. But just listen to this. You go from a Hall of Fame quarterback to a Hall of Fame quarterback from Brett Favre. Oh, I thought you were saying from Aaron Rodgers to Jordan Love. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You're already smoking something. You're giving him an A+. You're saying Jordan Love's uh, Hall of Fame quarterback. No, it's the fact they have – they're the youngest team in the league. And they went into Dallas, beat the Dallas Cowboys, and they almost beat the San Francisco 49ers too. (laughs) <laughs> but yeah um the green bay pack i really gotta get back on track here but uh, the green bay packers they didn't need a rebuild this team did not need one they went from aaron Rodgers to jordan love which a lot of people were like mm, i don't know how good they're gonna do with especially as a young team they have young receiver um they do have a good defense i'll give them that they do have a good defense the offense is very young and experienced offense and they went in there. They sure they had a rough start to start the season, but they came back. They made the playoffs as a seventh seed, and they even won a playoff game and stayed competitive uh, against the San Francisco 49ers. And not to mention, like I just did, blowing the doors off of Dallas, off of the Dallas Cowboys, which is beyond impressive. So for me, I have to give them an A plus. You're not paying these players a ton of money. They're all in cheap deals still so far. So the Packers, they got a great shot here to make another run. I feel in my opinion, next season. So I, I got to give them an A plus. I feel like you I agree with the part that they can make a run next season. I will indeed. But for you to say, yeah, the youngest team in the league, the first thing that comes to my mind is that receiving core because that receiving core was so young. But the thing is, is realistically they had a better receiving core than the Kansas city chiefs and the chiefs won what the super bowl. Realistically, I think they have a very good team. Don't get me wrong. I think I, I like Jordan Love in the quarterback position. I think he's going to be a good fit for them for the future as well. I think it's another good quarterback in their future. It must be nice for some of these teams that don't ever get one. You know, like there's teams out there right now that don't have one. And Jordan Love is going to be the future, I think. I do agree that he could be the future. I think that they can make a run next year. The issue I'm personally having is that I can't see an A+. 
I'll give him a B plus though. Whoa, it's a lot lower than I thought you were gonna go. A B plus is perfect for them because they're a lot no. like Houston. They're a lot like Houston. They're a team that really yeah, nobody expected. Yeah, for you, for me, it was a B plus. I gave Houston a B plus. But what I'm saying is, I think that Green Bay can be good in the future, right? I think Green Bay can be just like Houston can be. A lot of team, a lot of people didn't expect them to be as good as they were. They both won a playoff game, lost in the divisional round. Both unimpressive wins, in my opinion. Not very impressive. Like, the Texans winning was impressive a little bit because that defense was one of the best in the league. But the Cowboys always choke in the playoffs. You know, like, they always find a way to lose in the playoffs. And so, like, I wasn't really shocked that they beat the Packers, like, that the Packers beat them. I was indeed shocked that they almost beat the 49ers, and I'll give them that. They almost beat San Francisco. But then again, you look at San Francisco the whole postseason, and they almost lost to Detroit. They got lucky because Dan Campbell literally gambled his life away. <laughs> and then you got the 49ers and the Chiefs Super Bowl, where the 49ers realistically didn't play up to their expectations for, like, three quarters. So realistically, with how they played in the playoffs, the 49ers didn't play all that well. The Packers – could have won that game, yeah, but because the 49ers weren't playing their best. All postseason, they didn't play their best, and they still found a way to get the Super Bowl. It's crazy. But we'll get to them later. For now, it's Green Bay, and I think I have to give them a B plus. I'm shocked that you give them an A+. Plus. That's crazy. Yes, I did. I thought I was only going to do that for the team that won the Super Bowl, but my mind had other ideas. <laughs> I also have another idea here because looking, looking at this next team, I – I don't know why. I don't know. I was definitely smoking when I did this team. But for the Chicago Bears, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna give them a C plus. I'm gonna give them a C plus grade here. Stop looking over at my paper, buddy. It looks like an E. Yeah, I'm changing. I did initially oh, have oh, it an E. Okay, I ch- I'm changing okay. it to a C plus. I, okay. Yes. Okay. We got. This. But uh, yeah, I got it as a C plus because they did play pretty bad in the first half of the season, which is my mind because like there's a lot of hype around the team and stuff like that, and. I was like, okay, this team didn't live up to expectations. But in the second half of the season, they came back, and they did almost get close to making the playoffs. They didn't quite make it there, but Justin Fields played a great second half of the season. DJ Moore still had a great season. Uh, They just didn't win as many games as people thought they would. So there's going to be a question on what the Bears should do with Justin Fields in the future. I think, personally, the Bears should keep him. I think they should keep him for at least one more year, see what happens. But, yeah, I, I got the Bears at a C plus. If they can keep the trend going with how last se- this past season ended, I think the Bears could be a very po- possibility, very good possibility to make the playoffs there you next go. Big year. Words on. <laughs> yeah, I'm a communications major. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'll, I'm segueing into this. I'm going to give them a D plus. I'm giving them a D plus because, realistically, they're a lot like the Giants where they had a terrible start to the season, played better near the end and things like that. And – as for my opinion on Justin Fields, I think he's a good quarterback. I just don't think he's the guy the Bears need. If you look at it, it's a lot like the Jags situation. And what I mean by that is when Gardner Minshew played pretty well for the Jags on a bad team, just like Justin Fields has for the Bears. They both have very similar stats if you look as well, crazy or not, just without the rushing stats for Minshew, obviously. But when you look at it, you have a lot of a – Similar situation because you have a player like Trevor Lawrence staring at you or Caleb Williams staring at you this year. You draft them, and then the difference here is is that instead of Gardner Minshew, where you just keep him as a backup quarterback, you have trade value in Justin Fields, where you can potentially get a first round, at least a second round pick for him. And when you have a player like that, 
in the wings. You could trade him, start over with Caleb Williams, and it's not even starting over. It's keeping the money going for you guys as well because the salary cap, you have to pay Fields after next season. You have to pay Fields. And it's do you want to pay Fields or do you want to take a rookie quarterback where you can have him for five years without having to pay him big money yet? And that's the thing is I feel like that's the part that's got to be like insane for the Bears is they have to take him. But in my opinion, a D-plus is deserved by the Bears. I think I could give him a little bit higher. I'm going to keep it at a D-plus, though. Chicago had a decent season. We'll see where Justin Fields goes in the offseason. And very intriguing story, at least in my opinion, for Justin Fields. All right, moving on, we got the Minnesota Vikings, who I have at a bit of a lower grade. I got a C-minus for these Minnesota Vikings. And for the first part of the year when Kirk Cousins was playing, um, there were arguments by some people that were saying that he was putting up MVP-type numbers. He was playing out of his mind, but they couldn't win games because the defense was letting him down so much. Uh, but then, of course, we all know Kirk Cousins got injured, and then they had to put him backup quarterbacks. And unlike the Browns, their backup quarterbacks did not do so well. Josh Dobbs was probably more hyped up than Joe Flacco was. He was. He had a great couple games, and then it kind of it did kind of fall apart pretty quickly. Um, As things tend to do for Minnesota. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, I think the injuries by the quarterback did hinder this team a bit. But even if they, if even if Cousins did play the whole year, I I'm not sure if their record would have been too different because they were still finding ways to lose these games. Like it was, it was almost incredible in the beginning of the season. Like how are the Vikings keep letting all these close games get away from them compared to last season when they were winning all these games? And it seemed like they could do no wrong in losing games last year. If you remember the Justin Jefferson insane grab against Buffalo last season, just one of the many examples. Um, but yeah, this team, they were just finding ways to lose this season, which was everyone was kind of scratching their heads at. So it was a very interesting season for Minnesota. It's going to be interesting to see the future on what's going to happen like with Justin Jefferson, what's going to happen with Kirk Cousins, if they're going to sign Cousins and keep him, or if Cousins is going to go somewhere else, uh, we don't know, and how they're going to try rebuilding this defense because the defense didn't, again, play too well. Sure, they had players to put up big numbers like Daniel Hunter. He was one of the sack, top sack guys like this past season. Uh, I think he had something like 15 sacks or something, but, I mean, it doesn't really matter too much if your defense isn't performing well overall. So, it, again, it's very interesting there for the Vikings, but, yeah, I got to go with the C-minus there for Minnesota. I agree with the C-minus grade. I feel like Minnesota's injuries hindered their ability to play a lot. I'm basically reiterating what you said because you couldn't have said it too much better. I feel like I called it, though. A lot of people were shaking their heads. I was not one of those people. I will admit that straight up. I thought Minnesota was going to be trash this year. And I had Minnesota finishing last in the division. That's how Oof. bad I had Minnesota they did. this year. And I was right. A lot of people I, – I, my friend from back home – he likes the Vikings a lot. He's not a Vikings fan. He's a Giants fan, but he likes the Vikings second. His name's Christian, and he told me that I was smoking crack when I told him that I was putting the Vikings at last in the division. And when we were talking about it, and now he's like, you couldn't have been more right. And I'm like, yeah, I know, because Minnesota won all those one-score one games last year. This year, I knew they weren't going to get as lucky. They weren't going to get as lucky with an insane catch like that or Josh Allen fumbling on the goal line type vibe. Josh Allen ruined that game at the end, too, with the interception, things like that. But that's one of the very many examples, like you said. There's a ton of games 
games where the other team just kind of couldn't get it together. And Minnesota losing to the Giants in the playoffs lamented it for me that they were going to get last this year. I knew that they were going to play terrible. I had that feeling. And I feel like they wouldn't have got last with Kirk Cousins, you know, being available for them. I feel like they would have been a little bit better. But I can't see Minnesota realistically being that good of a football team when their defense isn't performing, when their offensive line's not being the get like the best. And I think they need a new running back at the very least this offseason. Oh, definitely. So, um, yeah, C minus there for them, and we'll see what they do in the offseason. All right, moving right along here to the San Francisco 49ers. We have eight teams left. We're in the home stretch here, folks. We got the San Francisco 49ers, who I have as an A minus, which if you know if they won their game, I would have had them as an A plus, but you know, they lost it there. Um, but for this team, you gotta win a Super Bowl. Like oh, yeah. you should have won one by now. They, they the team you have. have with the talent you have on this team, you're you're even paying these guys too. And Purdy's coming up here soon. Yeah, and Ayuk this offseason. Ayuk this offseason. If they're going to even have the money to pay these these guys to have contracts, like t- contracts coming up, yeah. if they're going to even be able to pay them because they're already paying a lot of guys a lot of money. So it's going to be very interesting for the 49ers uh, this offseason. But that Super Bowl was one. It was your revenge game. This was your time to get it done against. They didn't have Jimmy Garoppolo this time. They didn't you have just Jimmy had Garoppolo. A little bit better of a game manager. Yeah, <laughs> you had a better of a game manager who didn't throw an interception, jump it up for grabs on fourth down. But um, yeah, you just got it. You got to go out there and win it. And they weren't able to go and do that. And their defense, they should have stepped up there, especially in overtime. But of course, the great defense, of course, has one bad game, and of course, that has to be against Kansas City which is throwing a little salt over there. But, yeah, I got the 49ers as an A-minus for me. They had a great year. They just couldn't put it together at the end. I wouldn't say that that last game was a defensive collapse by the 49ers. They only gave up 25 points, and it was because of an overtime. They gave up three in the first half. Yeah. Gave up 22 in yeah, the second half. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is you said that they went, they played terrible in the game overall. You never said the second half or anything like that. But just overall in the game – I thought the 49ers played pretty well, and I'm going to say this straight up. I'm giving the 49ers a B plus. I'm giving the San Francisco 49ers a B plus. Yes, that's worse than the Detroit Lions, and here's why. They literally almost choked in three straight playoff games, and the only one they ended up choking was the Super Bowl. But they should have lost to Detroit. Detroit didn't gamble it away. They would have lost potentially if it wasn't for a missed field goal by a rookie kicker in Anders Carlson, the field goal kicker for the Green Bay Packers. They had a lot of potential. Don't get me wrong. They still do. I think they're one of the best teams in football when healthy. The issue is here is that they didn't put it together in the playoffs like I thought they were going to. Yeah, they made the Super Bowl. Congratulations. But losing doesn't get you anything but an M&M's peanut butter ring, apparently. Uh And when that happens, I'm just saying a B-plus is all I can give them because realistically they didn't wow me in the playoffs like I thought they could have. And because they didn't play as well as they could have in the playoffs, I'm going to give them a B plus rating all right that's fair that's pretty fair final which is um final five yes. uh or no actually final six actually we still seven. got the cardinals too because i got i got a whole list of teams in the seven. back of this sheet too seven right uh yeah including this team here uh the la rams which going back to your thing about expectations like with the 49ers and the playoffs and everything this is kind of similar for me with the rams i have them as another a another a um, for the purpose that we kind of saw this as a rebuild year for the LA Rams. We didn't know how well Matthew Stafford was going to play this season. And he played a lot better than a lot of people thought he was going to play. Um, Cooper cup, like 
Cooper Cup was out for the first part of the season too. But again, a player by the name of Puka Nakua and Kyron Williams stepped up in such player and names too. <laughs> yes, I'm a communications major. <laughs> but um. Just for the fact that all these young players stepped up, even on defense, because a lot of people are like, oh, they only have Aaron Donald. Who else do they have on this team? Like, that's all the Rams heard in the offseason. But there are a Byron lot of – Young. Yes. <laughs> that's all you need to say. Um, a lot of players stepped up on this team for the Rams, which really elevated them, especially there to the playoffs. And they almost took out the Detroit Lions in the first game there. So, for me, I have an A here. They just – surpassed everyone's expectations but I feel like that makes it next season so much important for this team because you got veterans on this team like Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup how much longer are these guys going to play for and you got these young players and once these players how many years they have left once they're gone now you have like a great receiver and a great running back but how much longer are they going to be good for you know so I feel like it's kind of almost like a win now for the Rams next season uh, for how their franchise is kind of going right now. But, yeah, I got an A for the Rams this season. I thought they played great. I'm going to give them a B. And the reason I'm giving them a B is because the beginning of the season was lackluster. They had that run at the end of the season where they looked unbeatable, only lost to the Ravens, who were the best team in the football league, basically, in the NFL football league. And when you have a team like that, that played that well at the end, I I was so close to giving them a B plus because, they, like you said, they almost – defeated the Detroit Lions, who, as we know, went on to lose the NFC Championship game, barely, but they did. And when you think about it like that, a team that realistically shouldn't have made the playoffs this year, a team that no one saw making the playoffs realistically, found a way to almost take down a team that could potentially been in the Super Bowl is very impressive and I'll give them their flowers but I can't give them a higher grade because realistically the team still has a long long way to go in my opinion and I'm going to give them a B and that's where I stand on the LA Rams all right going right on to the Seattle finally Seahawks. onto the back <laughs> yes the back sheet um we got the Seattle Seahawks here I got them as a C minus for almost like the simple fact that they had expectations going into the year which was at least going to the playoffs and they couldn't do that. They kind of struggled a bit offensively. I think Geno Smith kind of had a little bit of a step back this season. He he was banged up and stuff this season. I'll give him that. But, again, you still had expectations to fill, and he didn't fill them. And, and um, I, I do feel like they do um... – no. <laughs> I'm losing my mind here. I can see that. But they do have a lot of promising young players here. Uh, especially in the defense, like Devin Witherspoon and players like that, um, Jackson Smith and Jigba. I feel like they both players they do got bright futures there. Kenneth Walker even. So I feel like the Seahawks could be a lot more uh, competitive uh, for this next upcoming season. But again, you they had expectations. Yeah, they might need to, especially with the news that came out today. Ooh, conspiracy theories. Here we go. Uh, but yeah, the Seahawks had expectations. Next episode. Yeah, next pod. <laughs> Uh, hopefully, which is an hour and a half. But, uh, <laughs> again, Sorry. they had expectations, and they didn't fill them. It's basically it. Yeah, I'll give them a C-minus as well. I mean, like, they're a lot like the Steelers, where realistically, they're a, they got a good coach. They're never really a team that loses too much. They always kind of have a winning season right around. They have that quarterback that just retired or just left, you know, Wilson Roethlisberger, where realistically, they could have been better and – with a team that's pretty young for the most part, I like the defense up and coming as well. Tariq Woolen, Devin Withers, 
Boone. I think they got a really good secondary there. I think they're going to be nasty. Not as Legion of Boom insane, but we'll end up seeing how they perform. I'm going to give them a C- for their season this year. I think, like I just said, they're a quarterback away. We'll see what they do in the offseason. All right, going on to the Cardinals here. I'm going to make a short sweet here. I'm going to give them an F. You know, I know you don't agree with that. Pro- quite a few people probably won't agree with that. But um, sure, they are competitive. They beat good teams. They beat teams like the Cowboys. They beat teams like the Steelers. But at the end of the day, they still didn't win a lot of games. They're going into the season. A lot of people thought they were going to win a lot of games. They didn't win a lot of games, you know. And they really didn't show like, oh, watch out for the Cardinals. No, there's none of that. They're kind of on the bottom to start, and they're kind of on the bottom to, to the end. So for me, it's a simple F here for me. That's all I got. I feel like they did kind of show that watch out for the Cardinals vibe because realistically, you look at Trey McBride and his connection with Kyler Murray when Murray finally came back. The Cardinals were playing great. And I mean, to end the season, to have those couple wins against Philadelphia, yeah, they were in the middle of that collapse. Early in the season, they beat Dallas. You had a couple decent wins under your belt. I'm going to give them a D. I'll give them a D plus because they beat two good teams, I guess. But. I can't give them anything higher than that. They didn't play too bad. They didn't play too good either. I feel like they got some very good potential in the future with Kyler Murray at center. So we'll see how that goes in a full season next year. And uh, other than that, realistically, not much else to say. D plus, a lot of work to do in the offseason, middle of a rebuild. You just got to keep building. All right, moving on to the final four in the NFC South. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers got a grade of a B plus. I have him as a B-plus here. Yes, we'll get to that in a bit, Thomas, what you're looking at there. Uh, but Buccaneers, uh, they did they exceeded expectations. And for a team that ex- exceeded the expectations like the Buccaneers had, like they're kind of similar to like other teams like the Texans and stuff with how they exceeded their expectations. So you're probably wondering, like for me, why I didn't give them an A is because in the back of my head, I kind of saw them doing as good as they did. Because sure, like they didn't have Tom Brady anymore. They got Baker Mayfield. But their roster is still pretty good. They still have a good defense. They still have a good offense. And Baker Mayfield proved to be a good quarterback in that system. So I think the Buccaneers should definitely keep Baker Mayfield. And they had a great season. They even won a playoff game, too, and made it to the divisional round. But then again, the game was against the completely collapsed Philadelphia Eagles. So take for that what you will. But that was still a good Philadelphia Eagle team that they beat. And uh, they stayed competitive with the Detroit Lions up to the second half of that game where it kind of fell apart there, unfortunately for them. But, yeah, I got to give them a B-plus here. I think the Buccaneers got a I, – I will say they got a bright feature, but they do got a lot of veterans on that team, so it's going to be interesting how long they can sustain the success for. But, yeah, I got them as a B-plus grade. I'm going to give them a B-minus. And it's – actually, no, I'll give them a B on the dot because, yeah, you made the divisional round. You won a game against a collapsed Philadelphia Eagles team, as you said. I think they had a pretty good year. Um, Baker Mayfield does fit very well in that system. I also agree that he should be brought back in the offseason. I think that's their top priority is finding that quarterback, and I think they already have him within the team itself. So I feel like a B is perfect here for them, B-plus range, somewhere in there. I feel like they're a very good team. I feel like they can be good for the next couple seasons before these veterans eventually do end up calling it quits or moving on to better teams. And the thing is, is I feel like this team had a pretty good run for what a lot of people expected at the beginning. I feel like a lot of people thought either Cardinals or Bucks were going to be the worst team in football this year. And um, the Bucks proved them wrong and then some. So give them a B-plus for a very good season. Outstanding. Right. We got rebound. the 
Yes, we got the Atlanta Falcons next. I got them as a C here for me. Uh, they stayed competitive in their division all season long, but at the end of the day, it's I mean, not saying much. <laughs> I, yeah, that's true. <laughs> but uh, the quarterback issue is really is what did them in. Like Desmond Ritter, he I think he's Taylor shown Heineke too. Yeah, even Taylor Heineke, he was good the past couple seasons, but he's he struggled too. So um, if the Falcons had a good quarterback, that might be a lot different of a story that we're telling the, for the Falcons for this past Except season. They had Arthur Smith. <laughs> yeah, that guy. Um, the new Steelers offensive coordinator. Oh, my God. That um, so bad. Go from Matt Canada to him. Oof. But, yeah, they do have promise. They do the have promise. Fans. <laughs> they got a good defense. They got a good overall offense. They just need a quarterback to find. And uh, I hope for their sake that they can find him on this offseason. But, yeah, I got to give him a C grade for this past season. I'm going to give them a C-. minus. It's a bad year for the Falcons. A lot of people expected them to take that next step, especially in the quarterback room at Desmond Ritter. A lot of people saw, saw, saw <laughs> that they were going to make an impact this season. I think that, at least in my own opinion, I thought that they had a very good chance to win this division. I thought it was going to be the Falcons or the Saints, personally. I even thought the Panthers for a little bit, but I look dumb now, but it's fine. <laughs> Realistically, though, I think that this team could be better in the future. But for right now, with the quarterback issues that they have, I have to give them a C-. minus. I hope they can address it in the offseason because the rest of the team looks pretty darn good. It certainly does. And moving on to the second-to-last team, team number 31. <laughs> we got the New Orleans Saints here. And I got them as a D. I saw them winning the division. I saw Derek Carr kind of having a bit of a rebound of the season. And – Honestly, Derek Carr did not play well. He I will admit I predicted Derek Carr to go to the Saints. Uh, yes. Yeah. Before it happened. Yeah. We're not talking about that, sir. Um, we're talking about season reviews. You know um, I thought the Saints, uh, yeah, they just struggled. I thought their defense didn't play as well as I thought they were going to. Their offense didn't play as well as I thought they were going to. And they didn't make the playoffs. So well, I think they're lucky they didn't get a worse grade from me. I have them as a D, and there's my grade for them. I'm going to give them a C-, same as the Falcons. I had pretty decent ex expectations for them. The quarterbacks didn't perform like I thought they could. I thought they could have won the division, both teams. I mean, I'm going to give them the exact same grade because they're very similar teams, in my opinion. And it's weird that you say that about teams that are in the same division, but you, really, you rarely ever do. But I think that the Falcons and Saints are two similar teams. I'm going to give them a C- for a very bad season. I think they just need to get that quarterback room figured out, a couple other positions on defense, and I think they'll be better next year. Yes. And um, finally, our last team. Last right at the one. bottom, the last team they belong in last, bro. Yes, this is do. where they were all year. The Carolina Panthers get a, a special F- minus for the Carolina Panthers for the sole purpose that they were ass. They were literal. like They are just a scoop of ass this season. <laughs> a scoop of ass is crazy. <laughs> They're, even the players they drafted were terrible. Miles Sanders, who came over uh, from Philadelphia. Players they drafted. Miles Sanders. <laughs> Adam Thielen was the only bright spot. And Brian Burns, the only two good players. J.C. Horn was good, but he was injured the entire season. This team was just hot garbage from start to finish. I never want to see this team again in my face. Just get them out of here. That's it. Panthers suck. Panthers fans, I'm so sorry. I really do like your colors. I think your team's <laughs> pretty decent color scheme. I think I like, I, your team I, location. I like your logo. I like your helmet, things like that. But just saying, I'm going to say some mean things here in a second. <laughs> I'm going to start this by saying that they deserve a Z 
for last, the last letter in the alphabet. They deserve a Z. It's just such a dysfunctional franchise this year. Bryce Young was supposed to be the best player in your team, and now you've just traded for the first overall pick by trading the first overall pick and DJ Moore. So you didn't make yourself better in the long run. You made yourself worse in the end. I feel like you could have got Caleb Williams this year if you would have waited one more season, but unfortunately you did not. You couldn't do that. The odds were not in your favor. And for that, I think you guys deserve the worst grade that I would ever give any of these teams. And I guess I agree with the F- minus in this sense, as uh, Carolina had a terrible season, and that really wraps it up. That does. That is all 32 teams. And a beautiful And it only and took minutes. us an hour and 20 <laughs> And you said it was going to take us 30 minutes. but So that's that's roughly like four minutes. But yeah, this podcast, this podcast will be on Spotify. It will be on any other. Oh, we're going to do Spotify first. We can get on, on, on other platforms. <laughs> I'm a communications director, but I stutter. <laughs> yeah. Next, but I stutter a lot. Hey, I'm only a freshman. That's okay. Um, we'll get Three that fixed out. Yeah, hopefully. Fixed down. Yeah, is there any drink in that cup? <laughs> oh my god! But yeah, um, I got a YouTube channel called Deal Meister. If you want to subscribe to me over there, I'd appreciate it. Got next account at Omeister. Thomas Bailey's on Buffalo Sports Insider. That's pretty much on any social media. He talks over on there a lot. Yeah, we, we did introduce. Uh, we did bring up the sad realization of the uh, shooting in Kansas City on Wednesday. So my thoughts are out to them as well. Same here. Um, very upsetting news for that, but. I am on Buffalo Sports Insider. I'm on the school newspaper here at Buffalo State University. That's where we both reside. Yes. You know, if you want to find us, doubt it, but, you know. <laughs> hey, can I get your autograph? <laughs> You're my biggest fan. Josh Allen. Honestly, I need an autograph for the first person that, you know, follows us on Spotify or something, you know. I gotta, yeah. We got to find that person, you know. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's going to do it for our first show. Hope you guys enjoyed. And, uh, as I say, life forms.